With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the war room. We got Ted, Kim, Jimmy, PJ, B. Austin, the hot block commander. How you want to end up one or two hours show to keep the brain running with the premise of talk on a national level. Vote with the topic. Sort of like the rubber. When it's game time, they like the fat five doing prime time. Sports conglomerates speak their minds a little bit. For sports medicine and sports veterans and greats. The 4 for 26 saw the war in Kuwait. It's the war room with five nights at the round table. Five silly guys diversified and educated. Diversified and educated. What's good, War Room family? You are once again live in the War Room, brought to you by War Room Sports on the War Room Sports Podcast Network. I'm one of your hosts. I'm Devin McMillan. I'm at the round table with my brothers. We got Jimmy the Blueprint and the Bull B. Austin in the building. What up with you cats? Man, I'm not always there when you call, but I'm always on time. Allegedly. <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> well, everybody, it's opening day in Major League Baseball. The Sweet 16 is upon us, and the, the 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 BBB empire is crumbling from within. So keep it locked right here. We're going to talk about this and everything else happening in the world of sports. And if you want to get in on the conversation yourselves, make sure you join us right now in the JW Philly Realty Chat slash The War Room, or you could join us on Facebook or Twitter at War Room Sports. You can also call us directly in about five minutes when we open up the Digital Extreme Tech Hotline. That number, as it's been for the past nine years, is 323-410-0012. But before we get started, you know we got to do this. We got to make sure that during the week you guys are listening to the show. We're not live on the air. You can check out archived episodes of the show at a ton of places, man. You can go to warroomsports.com. You can go to the War Room Sports mobile app, which is free iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, Spreaker, Blog Talk Radio, Google, most other places you do your podcast listening. But look, what up, Kings? Is it um, is it is it Cardi Cosby or or nah? What's up with that? Yo, before Man, we get in into it, before we get into it, as we're known to get into it, I definitely have to invoke the uh, the support and help of my brother, the Blueprint, in bidding a fond and memorable farewell to one Akeem Mickens. And if you've been rocking with us for a while, then you know who the Bull Tech Nine is because you know what feverish battle rap enthusiasts we are. Tech Nine, may you rest in peace, good brother. Shout out to Listen, man. Sports Operation Battle Rap. I'm hurt I'm over saying. that. I was, I, you actually, you actually uh, stole my thunder, y'all. So I was, I was gonna do that and, and send a rest in power shout out to the brother, man, because I ain't gonna hold y'all like a little f up a little bit for several different reasons, but for one, because he was a good dude. I had the pleasure of meeting on several occasions. Um, 
came from the same area. Funny thing is, we're from the same area, but didn't meet until Battle Rap, which is crazy. That's not crazy where you know him from. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. So, but I had the pleasure of meeting him, and he's one of the most genuine dudes within the culture. Because even with the culture, there's some uh, there's some bums in terms of people. Um, like everything else, just like when you meet your favorite athlete, sometimes and maybe bums. It's the same thing with Battle Rap. Some of them is bums too, but he was one of the realest and most genuine dudes. And to see someone just like, you know, a legend passing to sleep like that, man, it just just makes you um, you know, appreciate those that are still there, and you know. And give people their flowers while they're there, man. Cause you just never know. You never know, man. He was a he was a real good dude. And I know, you know, Dev. You, I don't know if you're familiar with his body of work. Um, he he had bars. I mean, but his thing wasn't even so much the 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 crazy rhyme schemes and bars. Yo, he truly was a master of ceremonies, like an MC. He controlled and moved the crowd. Like, that was his style. Like, he brought the crowd in as he disrespected you on stage. <laughs> but you know what's crazy, though? Like, like, like uh, so death happens a lot. Like, as we get older, we see more people our age or these days even younger, um, you know, check out. And it's just crazy, man. Like, at, at our age, to see people, you know, younger than us just, just go. Yeah, also, just like, you know, like I said, man, you got to give people their flowers while they're here because to see the outpouring he got is kind of crazy, too, from not only people within the culture but the mainstream artists. That was kind of dope, but it's sad that it took for this to happen for for people to acknowledge him. You know what I mean? So rest in power to him. Like B. Austin said, we, you know, we, we, we did our with the show, you know, maybe come back, maybe who knows. But at the end of the day, though, rest in power. He was a young man who had a family, you know, salute to his family. No doubt, no, no doubt. All right. Um, now, Dev, in terms of your question, though, and yeah, your question, I, yeah. though, because we're gonna get into that too, though. Because I, I, I just um, wanted to see if you know, brothers saw not the similarities big... because Cardi's taking a lot not of heat um, and Bill Cosby's name keeps coming up. Y'all see similarities in this situation? Here's the thing, right? First of all, social thing, media right? is so, a devil. <laughs> yeah, it is a devil. It is a devil, man. And and the thing is, she's taking a lot of heat, and I don't mean to start our show off all somber, but with that being um. I find it interesting when someone does something wrong that you like, well, such so did something wrong. That always bothers me. Um, you know, but the only retort it is, it left, like man, these days. Yeah. <laughs> yo. That's what you go to, man. Like, oh, to that but, point, but at the yo, same time, though, some of the stuff, some of the stuff she was saying was out of pocket, though. Like, she dry snitched but, on herself, though, because in an effort to sit here and you know, get people to feel sorry for her and kind of play victim with the criticism she was getting about something totally different. You know what I'm saying? Like, first of all, why do you care if people are saying, oh, you didn't have to work hard, you were an overnight success, blah, blah, blah. Let it roll off your shoulders because you're rich now. And it doesn't matter what people are saying. You've already surpassed You've already surpassed the, 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 the label of one-hit wonder. So it's like let the people talk, but so many people care what people are saying on social media these days, and then they get on social media and overshare, dry snitching on themselves. Like what she yeah. said was kind of serious. You know what though? <laughs> yeah, that's but but here's the thing though. Like, and and um, I'm not even playing devil's advocate. I'm just being honest about myself, right? So I'm finally at that place where I can do exactly what you said because you're absolutely right. You shouldn't engage with everyone, but it took me time to get there, 
even as a grown ass man, because sometimes you you just go back on. Cause people are so idiotic and stupid, right? That you just want to engage with everything they say online and to go back and forth. But I finally got to the point where I just laugh at people because you know, you know, what's the old the old adage? You can't uh, engage with fools because sometimes from a distance people can't tell who's who. Um, and that's true. But but at the same time, I'm, I've never snitched on myself in doing that. Like, uh, you know what I mean? Like, I've never. Ew. And if y'all listen, to y'all don't have a clue what we're talking about. Cardi B was was on. She she took to um, her social media and wanted to reassure people of how hard she worked to get her spot, and even admitted that when she was stripping, she would go home or to the hotel with dudes. And actually drug them and robbed them. And for some reason, she put that in the hard work category. So I'm not really sure why she ever brought that up. Like, why is that in the hard work category? I pay, man, I, I swear hard to buy them drugs. Yeah. I'm going to tell, tell you, and, and I know you both can relate. Jimmy, you have nephews, dad, you got three of them. I got three of them. And it's like, some of the things that we see adults do, and it's magnified because of the times we live in and social media, it's particularly disgusting because it's what we teach our children not to do, i.e., you did something wrong, and your first default as a child is to point to the fact that your brother, your sister, your friend, your cousin did it. He did it. Well, they did it. Yo, that doesn't matter. We're not discussing them. Personal accountability and responsibility for your words and your actions. And yet we go on social media and grown people will be the first to point at the next person and point at them instead of acknowledging that they're heroes. Or the person they it's support. Crazy, right? But because in this case, I think the comparison was more so because you know, there's still a lot of people out there, you know, who defend cats like Bill Cosby. So I think it was like those same people like, all right, well, if Cosby, blah, 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 then how come, you know, y'all not treating Cardi the same way? And some dude did come out. He says he's not going to press charges, but, you know, he felt funny um, even coming out in the first place. But he said he was a victim of that. Um, Cardi, he took Cardi to the hotel. Uh, he went to the bathroom she threw something in his drink. Well, the, the you know, he didn't know that for sure. But the next thing he remembered, he said he woke up. <laughs> it was an empty condom wrapper um, on the floor. And his bread was she had taken like $850 from him. His, eight, yeah, his, his eight, iPhone, something like that. Louis belt. His yeah, his Louis, Louis belt. belt. His he had to make <laughs> He had to mention his Louis so, belt, though. She straight stole his belt. But hold on. But also, he had, to mention, he had to mention the empty condom wrapper because he's definitely trying to put her he in still the gave Bill me Cosby round. Like, he what? I said, uh, he, he still he gave said, him the yams, even though she... Right. But, like I said, you know what they're comparing that to. Like, it, for us, we would say she still gave him the yams. On the other side, if it was a dude doing it, we would say he took the ends. So that's the, you know, yeah, the, the semantics of all the whole thing. Yo, it's crazy. My thing is this, so you think, I just think it was you so think Gloria will take that case? That. You think Gloria, you wait, think Gloria wait. will take his case or no? Nah, <laughs> you know, she ain't taking that. But, but you know what though? 
You know what though? This is this is this is probably a bigger discussion, but it's interesting because, like, the internet was revolutionary and changed culture and society and all that. And the social media, the next wave, um, Web two whatever you want to call it, it 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 it, it kind of magnifies human nature because so someone dangerous, said, man. "Oh man, people now are like this." But I honestly, I honestly believe that some of the bitch assness tendencies that people displaying on social media were already there. It's just the fact that we're able to see them. Um, and because of that... No, I mean, well, it's, that's always the case. Even when there, people I, I, get a I, whole I, bunch I, of money and they act a certain it way. It was never condoned. That was always in them. They just didn't have the money to act that way. <laughs> but be Austin, one of the, it, it was never condoned because everything was like within pocket. So now you have weirdos that are able to congregate. Like I've heard people tell me that cause it doesn't matter what you're into, whether you're whether you're a coward, whether you you think you're a tough guy, alpha male, whether you're, you know, no matter what box you fall into, now everybody has a place to meet. If you're someone who just sits around and watches by the bell reruns all day long, there's probably a group of Saved by the Bell rerun watchers all day long that you can communicate with all across yeah, the Zach world. Zach Mars so is trash. It, it, yo, so my thing is. I think some of these behaviors were there. I think behaviors were there, but it's just like now we're able to see it. So it's, it's kind of like it's kind of shining a mirror on how crazy we are, anyway. Like yeah, it's, it's just interesting, mean, man. It's just the, the craziest part about this to me, Jimmy, is, is what I kind of mentioned already. Like, like she basically like it was very unnecessary to say what she said. And when you think about it, when you break it all the way down, like, yo, she was actually on her social media damn near crying because she was looking for sympathy because people were saying she got to where she, you know, she got to where she is very easily. So in her rant and in her begging of people to acknowledge her hard work, she gave an example of robbing, of drugging dudes and robbing dudes. That was her example oh, of hard listen. work. Because she was trying to prove how real she is in terms of from the street. Angle, but also, it, also money money can't get you self esteem. Like money, yeah, money cannot yeah, get you self esteem. I, I can tell. I can tell that money Cardi can't get you education I, either. You don't go. <laughs> that, I can I tell mean, that well, Cardi unless you buy your way in the cop. No, she has no self esteem and she has no education. I mean, we're pretty certain of that. Those two things we are aware, but I'm I'm gonna go ahead and and toss this out there to our listeners, and and we know that we do have some uh, wealthy and, and and famous listeners. Yo, we gotta bring back the opportunity for you to retain the generals as your old heads. Like like we're not old enough to be your pop, but we could be your young boy uncle. We could be your older brother because my first thing is yo, Cardi, who's your old head? Like, who allows you to do – you have too many yes-men around these people that allow them to do these things. Like, yo, if, if, if I were – if any of us were in Cardi's position in terms of wealth and acclaim or whatever, it's no way that we would allow the other to go on air and say and do that. Like, you would get – you would get no, I, I agree with that. Yeah, but it was, yeah, but but it was off sure, the cuff. Sure, but I, the I don't thing, think it was a planned rant. Yeah, and, I'm pretty, and I'm pretty sure she has people who, and that's the thing, she probably has people who are like, yo, you need to chill, fall back, yada, yada, yada. So, and I try to, I try to give her the benefit of the because 
she's literally growing up in front of us. Speaking of battle rap, Cardi B used to be like ring card girl for the smack events back when we was going back in the day. Like she literally grew up in front of us. Yeah, and, that's true. And, and the thing is, she's growing up at a time where like it's just access to too much information in term, and also being able to, to put your thought, your unfiltered thoughts out there. People yeah. don't think before these Cardi on top of the right world, Jimmy. You see a race sweep. Somebody yeah, take that seriously enough. Cardi gonna be on trial soon. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like you, sometimes that, that's why. Like we, I started moving of like yo to put your phone down movement because it's just it's just too much, man. Like I said, we, this is who people are, but we don't need to see this all the time. And honestly, I think God said that I grew up in a time that I didn't have it because. I don't want to be holier than that. I was an asshole. And a lot of us, we, we hung together. We was all assholes. We did stupid stuff. And could you imagine if we recorded some of the dumb stuff we did as teenagers? Some of the decisions we made and we had a camera? And we probably would have. Because we, we we drew and did dumb stuff just for to make each other laugh. 20 know. to life. 20 <laughs> to life at least five times. I, I, Yo, I don't the, know about the, being the camera, bro. I'd be afraid. Yeah, I'd be afraid let's, to listen. myself on camera. Doing nothing wrong. Never afraid of cameras when he do good did, stuff. <laughs> no, listen. Even in front of, even like something like as dumb as we used to race cars, right? When we were young, we would have recorded that and Drew. Like you know, watch me go two hundred on Roller Boulevard. We probably would have <laughs> smacked out and killed each other. But we the Drew. We the Drew for the grant. I mean, you know, just being honest, but. That's why I, out the I feel sorry for some kid that Bobby grew up. That's why it's a good yeah. thing that we didn't have this set down. Yeah, we did dumb stuff. All right. We did dumb All stuff. Right, Even sometimes Cardi. we judge these athletes talk about, you know, Cardi, you like they got to grow up. But the, um, <laughs> stop <laughs> grass With all that being said, just put your phone down. Put your phone down. Hashtag put your phone down. Yeah. Let's get into to some hot topics, man. There's a lot going on. Um, but real quick, of course, before we talk about hot topics, we got to tell you guys about my bookie. Let's talk real quick about how much money you can make betting on sports, since it's legal now, with my bookie. The NBA and NHL seasons are into their final stretches. You got the NCAA tournament at the Sweet 16 stage. You got MLB opening day. This is a great time of year to lay down some bets. You could join us and thousands of other online players placing bets at mybookie.ag. If you're tired of getting the runaround from those other services when it's time to get paid, that's why we urge you to join mybookie. If you win, they pay fast, no hassles. You're basically wasting your time betting anywhere else. They even have in-game live betting so you can place wages after the game starts. Join now and mybookie will match your first deposit with a 100% bonus. Just use promo code War Room, all caps, to activate the offer. Visit mybookie.ag today. Play, win, and get paid, period. So like I just mentioned, uh, MLB opening day is here. It's a lot of exciting, excited baseball fans um, all over social media. Uh, we had a little post earlier on our Facebook page to tell everybody to rep their team with a video. Not a video. We asked for a photo, actually. And then uh, that turned into like a, a a gift contest. Is it gift or gif? I still don't know. <laughs> Either way, it was that. Um, just recapping a little bit, uh, a couple of the finals. Uh, Mets 2-0 uh, 
versus Washington. Uh, Baltimore lost to the Yankees seven to two. Milwaukee beat the Cardinals five to four. We've got a couple of games that's in progress right now. Actually, uh, our Philadelphia Phillies just finished off the Braves ten to four. Did you guys see any of that? You know, the the town is is crazy. They're in a frenzy for Bryce Harper. Uh, he didn't do much. Uh, he got on base once, and that was an intentional walk. Other than that, I believe he was uh, 0 for 3. Um, I ain't get my money's worth. But they mashed. <laughs> 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 Fans like me, they're going to be saying that every game. We'll go 1 for 4. I ain't get my money's yeah. worth. Yo, shout out to shout out to McCutcheon, man, because McCutcheon uh, started the season off very excitingly. Um, yeah. And as I navigate former, the city, former like NL Andrew McCutcheon. <laughs> I see Bryce Harper jerseys and like even banners in the city hanging everywhere. McCutcheon gets no love, love but shout out to him. Which, which is why, um, which is why, like what B said is totally wrong because the Phillies are definitely gonna get their money's worth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, <laughs> no, they definitely. Got- I'm 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 lightweight a Bryce Harper supporter though. I can't say I'm a fan. I don't say I'm a fan of too many men, but I'm a, I'm a little bit of a supporter, Dev. You know why? Because I was at the game, and you know I don't know the first thing about baseball other than you hit the ball. So I get excited. I saw Boy. Bryce Harper smack three balls straight balls, and I'm like, dude, him and Manny, yo, they hit the ball. I, I'm so I've always been. Dude. <laughs> I was about to say Bryce. Yeah. I this because Bryce Harper is the only baseball player brought up in the past nine years besides Manny and Barry Bonds. We're <laughs> 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 still talking about Manny. <laughs> Yo, Manny Price. Yeah. Yeah. Talking about Manny. <laughs> Andy Manny. And and for real, for real, Bryce yeah, Harper don't hit the ball like Manny. He hit homers, but he don't hit the ball like Manny. <laughs> No. He just got three hitting like two sixty six. Yeah, this is an exciting time. Like ten days an exciting time, but it's funny how um give it three weeks and it'll die down a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Too many games, man. <laughs> you gotta be yeah, the, yeah. the baseball purist to keep that same energy throughout the whole season. The baseball season is way too long, man. <laughs> yeah. Even I don't consider myself a purist of that because this is one of those sports where I'll miss a chunk of games. I won't even think twice about it. I watch a lot of them, but I'll miss a chunk. I don't miss NBA games. I don't miss NFL games for the teams that I root for. But baseball, I, you know, I'll miss some. Hockey, I'll miss them all and jump on the wagon in the postseason. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> shout out to the exciting Excited uh, MLB fans out there. Um, the NCAA tournament is still going on. The Sweet 16 begins this. Yo, did any of you guys even do a bracket? Because for the first time in forever, shout out to Frozen. I didn't do one. I didn't even look at a bracket. I, I did. I did. I did. Um, I gave my you final four. Something for a I couple dollars. So I'm I pretty had- sure you did. <laughs> yeah, I, but this, yeah, I did, I did, but like nothing major like I usually do. And it, basically, I was just taking chalk. But I had Carolina, uh, Duke, Michigan, and Villanova. Who's going? So, I mean, one of my fours out of here. Villanova got hammer time by Purdue. 
That wasn't even cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that wasn't even cool what they did to them. Pretty much. Look what they did to that dog. Um, so yeah, to tonight you got uh Florida State uh versus Gonzaga. Um Zaga is a one seed, so you know they've been waiting for that one seed for how many years now? Um, you got Tech Man versus since, Michigan. Uh, John That's the thing, though, Jimmy. If if you did, this is one of the rare tournaments where if you did pick chalk, you're pretty much still in good shape at this point because a lot yeah. of the high seeds advance. Of course, like we always do, you had to have at least one twelve beat a five, but. Um, Happened with Mississippi State, but like that always happens. I think I'm starting to think like five matchup is damn near like the four or five matchup in the NBA. Um, but yeah. if you if you draw real quick, be in pretty good shape. I just realized something, Des. We talked about like baseball opening jump, but we didn't bring up questions though. Like uh, noodle we arm, and actually two twelves advanced. So, yeah, the 12-5 matchup, that's a toss-up every year. Yeah, so what Jimmy's talking about, I don't know, you know, if you're a Phillies fan, you might have seen it. If you were at the game, for you know, you may have seen it. But uh, Questlove threw out the opening pitch for the Philadelphia Phillies today. But throughout is, you know, I say that loosely because what he did with his arm and the baseball, I don't really know if we can classify that as a throw. And my thing Yo, is, Jim, man looked like he's you, never, he looked like he's never played a sport in his life. Right. But if you know that, he why hasn't. Agree to do it? He hasn't. <laughs> Yo, why don't you that, practice? That, that, yeah, that man no, to that plate, that's serious. <laughs> that's serious right no there. He, like, threw it off the mound, and it, like, landed, like, four feet from the mound. <laughs> Yo, I think people do that on purpose, like to get attention, man. No way, like when when Fifty did that, John, the Mets game when Fifty did ball cause. No way you could tell me that wasn't on purpose, man. That was trash. You know, Fifty was way too job. strong to, to throw the ball like that. So he looked way, like way. Uh, he's trolling, man. Uh, see, but I don't I know, man. Because to me, up. it's always them extra strong looking dudes that's weak as hell. And I, I I got a quick story for y'all, man. We we were looking, um, we found like this this dining room table set, right? It was from a, a realtor, like it was brand new. The realtor was just using it to stage houses. So we was buying the joint. We went to look at it. We thought it was nice. So you know, we decided to get a, get a dude the cash that he asked for for it. So the dude was gonna help me take it down to the to the car or whatever. So we had to take the legs off of it because of where you know where it was. The staircase was too thin and windy. So he took the legs off the joint. This dude, tight shirt, muscles, all that. <laughs> I go first. I'm so you know I'm I'm backing all throughout the the house and we went outside. Got to the car. I'm about to put it in the in the back. This dude loses his grip and drops it on the ground. <laughs> like. Yo, yo, but this is not my first time. Like we sitting there, and you can see, you can see his face, you can see his whole sail just flashing before his eyes. Like, <laughs> and, you know, like point of the story. I'll let y'all know how it how it turned out. I know the people are like, damn, why can't we know? 
But but either way, the point is because this is not the first time this has happened, man. I've been moving stuff with big diesel dudes who like wanted to tap out while you know you had giant objects like midway up a flight of stairs. I'm like, yo, what what is it? Like, why do dudes lift all these weights and stuff, and and they can't do anything? That's what I want to know. Sort of if you're a weightlifter and you out there, like, well, please let me know. <laughs> they they do it all for the nookie. They do it all for the nookie. For one, the for two. Because don't even equal strength. Because most most that's cut don't even lift heavy weights. Because I don't even know if you can get that cut lifting heavy weights. So they, yeah, they, but uh, dude wasn't like but that's the, he wasn't like a thin cut up dude. Like, boy, chest was bulging. Like, like yo, pause. But dude looked diesel. Like he ain't just look like yeah. Rick but that's Rude. what I'm saying. Like, look like Hulk Hogan and, or somebody. And I know I know we got a <laughs> we got a bunch of uh, weightlifters and people listen to us. But from what I'm told. Yeah, I don't spend time in gyms like that, doggy. But uh, that in order to get cut up, you can't really lift heavy weights. But <laughs> but it's, it's crazy though, man. Like do all that work. Get so back to the, yeah, I mean that's what it is. I mean it's the same. It's the same reason why dudes like spend their whole life chasing um of like fame and fortune, and they chick end up cheating on them with somebody who's a smoker. <laughs> Y'all remember? Y'all, y'all, y'all act like y'all ain't see casino, man. When when man was out know, there right? getting all that bread, and his chick was messing with a straight junkie. Like, I mean, that's true. what happens. Man. And then she be financing his, his life, financing his junk. Yeah, yeah, she gives his bread away to somebody else. It just, ha- I mean, it happens sometimes. Be um, like a chick leaving you know, Nino for food. It's, ser- it's been several different <laughs> chicks that I, never mind. But listen though, um, I just want to say that. I don't know what that was, man. But also, quick, um, before we jump back into the NCAA tournament, something I noticed today, opening day, and um, looking at the sports channels, baseball is on the NBA joint now because they're showing everybody's game, like similar to what the NBA does. So they're turn baseball into a fashion show now? No. I don't know. Well, they but these, if they keep and these up, contracts, man, I guess you know they want you to know the players a little more. <laughs> yeah, so I'm like, you know what, you know what that means. Once you, once if they keep up with that, you're gonna see people start to like put, start to draw like the NBA. Remember the NBA a couple of years ago had a fashion show at the um, it was a fashion they contest said, look, at the uh, All Star Weekend. Like, come no. on, they said, let's that's when I knew. That's when I knew it was over. I knew it was over. The crazy part about that is like. Like give the NBA credit if you like if you study the histories of the games like they 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 were the ones that invented a lot of things like um, all star festivities and all that kind of stuff um, so they they all about trying stuff but I just happened to notice that watching baseball opening day I said is it because it's open day or this is something that the uh, MLB is actually trying to do is you know get their sport to be popping like everybody else yeah madness man Brown. But um, getting back to the tournament, Des, I will say this, right? Um, you know, we all know that what the math looks like in terms of how much money the NCAA generates in the tournament versus uh, the rest of the year and the rest of the sports. But what I find interesting about this tournament, I feel like it's like Zion is playing by himself and then everybody else is just there. Even when I watch games yeah. that Duke's not involved in, all they do is sit around and talk about Zion. And <laughs> yo, John Morant in the middle like, of a triple double, and they're like, "Yo, 
He's playing almost as well as Zion. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, he, he's like, not even playing. It don't matter which, don't even matter which game I watch. He's all the talk, right? And it, it's crazy because I think about that on so many levels. Are they setting him up for failure? Um, one. It might be because people like, are starting to go a little too far with what they say about him. Oh yeah, I heard people <laughs> say he's a top twenty player in the world right now. Like, yeah, already, I'm like I'm he's never already stepped foot in the NBA. Tim Baylor said he's top twenty in the NBA right now. He doesn't even play in the NBA. I saw like, I saw think pieces about I saw the Lakers the Lakers should trade LeBron for Zion. Um I think Cowherd said that. I saw other ones saying I saw other one I saw other ones say that, you know, Houston should get rid of Harden, uh Golden State should get rid of Durant. Like they are building you know, as much as I like and, Zion you know Jimmy, like I still haven't yeah. seen Zion run up and shoot a pull up jump shot. Like they doing too much. Like there's a lot of stuff. I, I haven't, I haven't seen Zion having... make a basketball move. Right, <laughs> like you, there's still him, a lot I've of stuff him. that he hasn't shown. Like yo, athleticism puts people in the fools category. And I, I don't listen. I just Zion say, makes this one pass listen. every game. Fast break, he makes his uh, bounce pass, and because of that one pass, because he gets like two or three assists in most of these games. Because of that one pass that he's done for like the last three games, people are now talking about his vision. People are now saying, "Where do you play him? You play all five positions." He throws one bounce. Yeah, I heard that. Like, they yo. said they said that if during the game like, he could play all five positions. I'm like, come on, stop playing, man. Like, he gonna, he gonna stick Joel really? Get he's a here, left-handed man. player yo. making a left-handed bounce pass. I'm not saying that this is a, a good pass, but. He made but here's the, the same pass. Say, right? so, Maybe that's the only no. pass he has in his arsenal. He's not no. Magic I, I, Yo, I'm I mad hate, that they I made hate, him. I hate everybody. I, I hate everybody because kind of early on to recognize Zion's talent, and I was rooting for the ball because he's 330 pounds with a 44-inch vertical. Y'all see what I did there? I added a couple pounds. Yeah, he's 330 yeah, with, a, with, a, with a 44-inch vertical. Playing the small forward, so you know we're giving them fat boy love. Like we we trying to see another Charles Barkley part two, but the level of hype that is picking up makes it disgusting. Like I can't take it. He's better. Funny than, thing though, there was a show, there was a show. I'm not gonna name the show because they didn't cut us the check. There was a show where a quote unquote reputable pundit was saying that they would take Zion over Chris Middleton. They would take Zion over uh, uh, um, Mike Conley, which I probably would. They would take Zion over um, – they would take Zion over Kyle Lowry. They would take Zion over – like, naming all-stars. I'm like, yo, this is out of pocket. It's out the, the of control. Crazy part is- the crazy part is he seems like a good kid, other than um he, obviously he has no game the way he talks to the way he talks to those milk does. He'd be how are you? You're beautiful, gorgeous, like you know, outside of that, he seems like a good kid. Um He's gonna get himself in I trouble in the, the DM on some nerd stuff. <laughs> yo, yo, my man got no game just hope to understand his story. But um <laughs> Exactly. At the end of the day, he seems like a good kid. He is exciting to watch, but the hype train is like – and a lot of people compare him to LeBron. I've seen that, like, in terms of the hype, and LeBron did live up to the hype, but I don't even think LeBron had this hype because, for one, LeBron didn't go to Duke. For two, um, 
where we are in terms of media overall right now is different now than when LeBron came in the league. So the hype train is real, and I'm dead serious when I say no matter what game you watch during this tournament, he has nothing to do with it. They're still somehow make the conversation about him. And as I watch that, it just makes me think, like, when you talk about athletes getting paid, like, there's no way he should even be here at this point because he they're selling him. They're just literally selling him at this point. And he's not getting paid. You know, paid. the difference is with LeBron, like, with LeBron, not selling. people, you both comparisons of who he might be able to play like. And you also just said he, you know, he could go down as a very great player. The difference with Zion, what he was just saying, like they're actually tossing names around of people who are currently in the league talking about who he's better than. Like they never did that with LeBron before he came out. Um, and, and like I said, as much as I like to do, I'm still waiting to see him do some fundamental basketball things that would make me think like, okay, if something happened where he wasn't as explosive, he would still be able to, to do his thing. I don't know if I've seen that yet. Um, shout out to Casey Mack and the World Women's Sports Game Time Group. He says Zion LeBron. He was the first millennial um, who was showcased on YouTube. Um, I don't know if he's the first. All you have to do, all you have to do is go to Baller's Life, and they have, they have a mixtape of pretty much every player from their high school. Because I, I was watching one right. day. I was watching Kyrie Irving. I was watching, and that was classic. I don't think he's like Zion. the first. Yes, I think that Zion. You might, might know that because he's the one. He might be definitely not YouTube. Here's the thing about YouTube. That's kind of really a long YouTube round. I was watching a video the other day that said uploaded 12 years ago. I was like, dang. Yeah, YouTube. But um, <laughs> oh, this diggity. Yeah, but Zion might be the first. He might be the first Instagram star in terms of hoops because like his little short clips of his dunks in high school came up at the same time that IG was popping. So he might be the first one on that platform. Um, it's the number one platform right now, so that makes sense. But the one thing I can say about going to Duke is, and I, I don't want to give Coach K all the credit because, I mean, the kid had to work too. His weight has come down a little bit, and he seems to be a better player because I was even watching old highlights of him the other day on YouTube from school. So he seems to be uh, becoming a better player. He has slimmed down a little bit. Um, he's handling the ball a lot better than he used to because he used to just like yeah. literally be nothing but an athlete, go run and jump. So – um, You're right. I, I like definitely see up a little bit. some improvement because, you know, he could stand still and and hit a a, a three pointer. Um, yeah, he got the Sam Perkins. Like you said, he can he can handle the ball a little bit better now. Like those clips, the early clips when everybody fell in love with Zion in high school. Like none of those clips containing, well, not one jump shot. <laughs> none of those he clips contained not just, one. He pass. was jumping over people. Right. He was literally just none, of those, none of those clips contained a pass. So, you know, if he's making his one, you know, long bounce pass now, like that's an improvement from what we saw before. Yo, and but and his chill. credit off there, he seems to got some heart too. Because at the end of that last game, when Tyler was down there throwing everybody's shot, the rest of his team, to me at least, at least my opinion, they were shook. And when they needed to oh, they were shook like, every time Tyler was in the game. If so they played, he played forty football. minutes, they would have lost. Shoot, they almost yeah, he lost when they played football. That last play, but that last play was all heart. Where he just like was like, "Yo, I'm playing football," and he just ran at him when the rest of his teammates was looking like they were shook, daddy. So that, yeah, that showed me something too. That 
that he got a heart. Like he was like, look, you know what I mean? Boy might block you, but I'm a I'm a run into this ball. So you know, the last um, thing I got about the tournament because everybody's excited about John Morant now. Um, and he's a good player, but after he got the triple double in the first round, I saw articles come out talking about, man, these teams are going to be making a mistake if they draft uh, Zion instead of John Morant. I'm like, oh my god, these change with the wind, at this man. Point, man. <laughs> blows to the left. But at this at this point, I just not to take anything. I just don't. I learned not to take anything serious anymore because at this point, you know, it, it lends credence to what your president says about fake news. People don't even believe some of the stuff they write these days. It's just that they have to pump out content. Like mm-hmm. with reputable sources now just become Shot content farms. Yo, they yeah. just want to pump out content like to the point where like yo headlines don't even be what they're talking about what's in the article. So they just pump content, pumping out content, and they just have to say something. Like they and everybody has to, you know, say the most drawnest thing possible. Hot takes. We live in a hot take society. Like, you know, everybody's entire life is judged the last thing they did. Like in I watch it with LeBron. Like, it's LeBron's entire legacy is from shot to shot, not game to game, shot to shot. Mm-hmm. And I just think things getting worse. When Zion gets to the league, after one game, they're going to be having articles about where he fits in the Hall of Fame, either that or he's going to be the worst pick ever. Better than Wilt. Um, and we, Yo, we they're, see they're, you guys. You're already, already saying Markel Fultz is the number one pick of all time. Like, how is that possible mm-hmm. already? Right. He ain't even played yet. But <laughs> um, so the NFL made a, a big change this week, man. They changed. Um, they voted, and it was almost unanimous. There was one owner who voted against the change, the rule change, and it was the owner from the Cincinnati Bengals, who has a history of going against the grain on these votes. But the vote was on pass interference stemming from that no call in the NFC championship game between the Rams and the New Orleans Saints. So now in the 2019 season, um, pass interference is going to be reviewable. Both offensive and defensive pass interference is going to be reviewable. Um, they said that this, these are the first penalties in the history of the league replay system to be added to the list of approved reviews. And for the first time, the coaches are going to be able to challenge non-calls for pass interference. Uh, Game will be twelve hours. I was about to say, what do you what do you think about this? Because I have mixed emotions on it. Like you want them to get things right, but pass interference, you know, like most things, you go to baseball with balls and strikes. Um, you go to basketball with foul calls as well. Like all of that stuff is very subjective. And for all of these years of all of these sports existence, we had to deal with the fact that we had human error in the game because these games were refereed by human beings. So I don't really know how I feel about this. Like, I already think that, you know, like what happened to the days when the replay was supposed to be a minute and a half anyway? Because I swear they just go and they just look at it until they get something these days. Um, I thought there was a time clock that was supposed to be associated with that. Um, but, yeah, I, I kind of think we're going into a slippery slope because the games are long anyway. Um, this is going to be something where you can only challenge 
a pass interference or a non-call in the last two minutes of the half and the last two minutes of the game. And, it, you know, it basically runs like the, the old challenge. What's your thoughts on that? I say we're going to get to the point where they're going to start, like, just reviewing every single play just to make sure <laughs> nothing happened that shouldn't have happened. Um, right. I, I listen, man, this this came from this came from the bastards of the Saints, like, complaining all off season. Um and I hope it ruins them for the next couple of seasons because they still going to be complaining about that call. Because, I mean, we know the call was egregious, but you don't lose or win any game on one call. You just don't. Um, like, pass interference is subjective in a lot of cases, like you said. So, I don't know, man. Like, I don't like this. I just don't like this. It's ironic that you said that about the Saints, Jim. Because it says... Saints were the most penalized as far as pass interference goes. They're the most penalized team mm-hmm. in, in the league. This could backfire on them. A lot of the things that they may have gotten away with since they're uh, since they're so aggressive in the defensive backfield, they come back to haunt them for the rule that they pushed. And yep. Yeah, and, man, and I, I don't the know. Thing is, like, you I don't know, know if this is a good idea. Not to completely, not to completely poop on it, because I could imagine like you work your entire life and you put so much blood, sweat, and tears into the season, and to lose that way has to hurt. But at the same time, at some point, you gotta let it go. Like you gotta <laughs> move on. Yeah, it ain't yeah, coming back. It's over with. And this change, man, like the game, like I don't know, NFL, man, like God bless the sport, man. It's like. Decisions they make sometimes make me real like just make me think what's going on. Like, I guess when you're on top, you just feel like you could do whatever. But I mean, we've seen the mighty fall a lot of times. Every industry there is known to man. B, before we go to the phone lines, what do you think of pass interference review rules? That you can review uh, pass interference calls and non calls, <laughs> get them overturned. I think that um, it's a it's a slippery slope. Um, I think you're going to run into uh, it, it, there's too much subjectivity in this, and I also feel as though, to a certain extent, there's already enough uh, of the, the the game is legislated to favor the offense as it is. Hence, we have these you know these inflated numbers and decline in the actual skill of the player. Well, increased athleticism, but I don't think the skill level is, is ultimately the same because these cats don't have to work that hard on offense to get open and to run routes. And so I think that this is just another thing that bodes itself in the favor of offenses. And also because it's subjective, you're going to have a lot of – you might have some ish in the game, man. I, I'm not really in favor of it. I think – when you talk about parents and any, you know, defensive, uh, you know, legal contact, defensive holding, and stuff like that, I think there's a lot of things that they could have gotten to to look at before they got all the way down the line to um to to pass, you know, to review and pass interference. And they did this because the league's, you know, marquee quarterbacks was caught in this situation. They probably after the after the Super Bowl was set, they probably wished that they had the Saints in the Super Bowl in the first place. There's just a lot of reasons that they probably in this issue right now. Like you need to look at stuff like 
illegal contact um, being an automatic first down, defensive holding being an automatic first down, pass interference being a spot five. I mean, you're bailing out a lot of teams who either have bad offense or they're at least having a bad day. Like, you could be doing absolutely nothing. You throw a deep ball, somebody touches somebody, subjective, you know, whether it was that much contact or not, now you got the ball on yard line and the whole game changes. Or it could be third and 23, you get a deep contact call, which is like a five-yard penalty, and now you got a, an extra first down. So a lot of this stuff really bails the offense out, and I think they just found another way to bail the offense out some more to be able to view – you know, just live call by a referee. There you go. There you go. Let's go to the Another phone line real quick. The homie Tobias waiting on the line. Tobias, what's up? Rolled up. Rolled hey, what's high. going on? Hey, I hope Avery Johnson updated his LinkedIn profile. Is all I got to say. Screw that Ninja Turtle looking blankety blank. But um, yeah. here's a yeah. But here's the thing. Y'all try that pass interference. All this was about was the Saints whining and crying that that idiot coach of theirs, all they had to do was run the clock out, and they would have won the game. But, no, he wanted to be cute and throw the ball. It happened. Hugh Hollis missed a call on Scottie Pippen 20 years ago. The Bulls didn't even beat the Knicks. But guess what? The Bulls still had a couple of games to go to beat the Knicks anyway. That did decide the series. And, uh, they still had a game seven in New York. You go up there and win. But the thing, but here's the thing. You start now. You start doing it's gonna slow the game down. What about the hail mary pass? What about all these times where you mad? Now the Saints may get screwed. Cause what happens in the Saints going for a playoff run, and they call pass interference on them, and the Saints gonna be mad. And my last thing on this. I'm kind of glad the Saints didn't make the Super Bowl because it would have been the greatest check-down Super Bowl matchup ever because Drew Brees likes checking it down, but nobody wants to say that. But, hey, go ahead, fellas. <laughs> hey, that's a good point, though, that you make on Hail Marys because this rule, like I said, you can you can challenge in the last two minutes of the half or the last two minutes of the game. So is that what we're going to be doing now, just to try to get an extra shot at it or, or – yeah. Try to get lucky yeah, dude. because there's dude, contact on every Hail Mary. You're absolutely spot on, Tobias. And Dev. there are going to be some coaches that even save their challenges until that situation to have two and three cracks at it. This is this is not uh, – like you say, there's so much more that could have be, been done before we got to this. And I'm a little disappointed, but what do you expect? from a competition committee that doesn't really want competition with its offense. So, you know. And you know what? I remember, it's like, we could count on one hand how many times a big game that a blown call decided. That call did decide the game because the Saints had a ball in overtime. First, they blew it. And, oh, yes, in that pass interference, that helmet hill wouldn't have happened and Drew Brees didn't throw a duck out there. But anyway, uh <laughs> Y'all talking about basketball is Zion, right? I was saying mm-hmm. the other day they put too much crazy expectations. And like in the lottery, right, the Bulls and the Suns are going to be in the lottery, top in the run for the number one pick. Both of those teams need John Morant because they got desperate need a point guard more than they need Zion. But since there's so much pressure, 
to take Zion, they're going to miss out on the potential blue chip guy so no one can say, hey, you missed on Zion. You know what I'm getting at. It's kind of like they for- those teams are forced to draft them. And, Tobias, people do that all the time, though, because if, one of, say, one of those teams takes Zion and Zion ends up being a bust, then they're going to – then everybody's going to be talking about, man, well, we said you took, you should have took John Moran. Like, they always do that. Because I'm like, all right, maybe the, the good thing to do is to take Zion because if he does bust, then at least you could go out – you know, you, at least you can go out saying that you took the consensus number one pick. But then everybody, you know, once it – once he's no longer as good as that pick says he was, then everybody's a genius all of a sudden, retroactively. And I said that you shouldn't have took Zion. I thought such and such was better than Zion. Should have took Morant. You should have took Barrett. This and that. But you can't find those people right now. You know what I'm saying? People are already talking about how Zion is a top 20 basketball player in the NBA, and he ain't stepped in the NBA yet. But you'll see if he don't work out. All the geniuses going to come out. Listen, man. Nobody is telling the truth because, first of all, people always make these proclamations. This is this is that, and this is that, and if it never pans out, they just ignore it like they never said it, or they say <laughs> something else, like literally, like it's 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 so it's cra- it's literally crazy. Right? The other day, um, Kobe was on that show and they asked Kobe to put the players in order. I know you guys saw the clip. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, so. I was looking at the clip when, when Bleacher first posted it, and they had it on their Twitter feed, and they said, hey, Kobe, to answer this question or the cow tongue, right? And we all know what happened, but I'm reading through the comments, and people were arguing back and forth about whether he ate the cow tongue or not. I'm like, but the video is there. My point in saying that is, you know, it doesn't matter what's said or done. People will deny saying something, or deny, like, they'll just play both sides of it, so... It's kind of it's kind of comical. If Zion pans out, they're all going to say, "See, we told you." If he doesn't pan out, they'll say, "Well, we always knew he wouldn't." Ja was the guy to begin with. It, it's kind of crazy, man. Like, like everybody now was like, "Yo, I said take they should take Tatum with the first pick." Nobody said that though. <laughs> nobody, hey, nobody ever. Exactly. I got to I got to that. Like it's like remember Kwame Brown came out. He was the number one prize. No one was hollering about Pau Gasol. Hell, Shane Battier went top five in that draft. They let you know about that draft, yeah. right? But, everybody, but he was a top prospect. Everybody was taking on number one. And so everybody wanted to be revisionist. It's like this year. Everybody, All these people saying that. Yes. And remember, like this past season, they were like the Suns, the Kings, the Hawks. I may be missing somebody else. You should have taken Luca, but those teams who picked the player over Luca, those players are doing well. And for example, why would the Sacramento Kings take Luca? We know Luca's big time, but De'Aaron Fox, the point guard, he's going to be a feature All Star. You don't need another guy who needs the ball <laughs> if you got a point guard and De'Aaron Fox. It's like people you know, just want these about... teams to pick a player and figure it out. What's, what's funny is like that comment. I mean, like I was watching the video this week. And it was talking about how great Hakeem Elijah was. And they said, here's how you know Hakeem was a great player. Hakeem was picked before Mike. And even right now, that still was a good pick. Yeah. I never thought about it like that. I was like, yeah. I never thought about it like that. It was like, no one still would clown on uh, you. Like, hey, you didn't pick Mike. That's not how know. good Hakeem was. To you, Jimmy. But they fit, There's though. There's a population out there that believes Sam Bowie went first and Michael Jordan went second. 
because they never even mentioned that Hakeem got picked over Mike as well. Because like you said, like, you know, I'm mad at that. But I think the legend has been told from the time, people who weren't around to know that. I don't even know. They th- I don't even know. I think they people think that Sam Bowie went number one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you know what? And I feel sorry for Zion in a way because his ge- he's a great athlete, but his game is so raw right now. He's so raw skill-wise with his game. He's still growing as a player. Even this year in college, he has grown. Well, people growing, don't realize growing, was, growing as a player, man, he's still growing as a human being and a man. Like, dude ain't done growing at all. So, here's the crazy part about it. If he came out of high school, he wouldn't have been number one pick. He wouldn't have gotten the bigger shoe deal like he's going to get now. He's actually became a bigger star playing that year at Duke. And, um, no, he did. That he and, did. That he did. Was he and, and, and I ain't knocking that. And that's why I think a lot of these guys ain't going to take that 125 at the G League. They probably get more money, better facilities and stuff. But I just think people got to wait till these guys dribble. It's like with Luca. And I pick, I think Luca's a big time talent. But I was like, let me see what he is on the court first. Then you saw he's on the court. Well, cool. You can't, listen, you can't wait because you can be the last person to recognize talent. You got to be the first. You can't wait. You got to jump out the window. Yeah. Listen, you man. You got to jump out the and window and head your door. Yo, you can go, you can go online and look guys. at the top rated fifth, the fifth graders right now. The list is out there. You know what? I'll say this before I run. Uh, mm-hmm. I remember when Derrick Rose came out. There was a large number of people that said, take Michael Beasley number one. And look how that turned. I know Derrick got hurt, but it's just crazy how these people, but nobody wants to say that either. Or like, because you never know when came out. You never know. I admit my flaw. I'm saying that O.J. Mayo was better than Derrick Rose. I used to say Yeah, that. but hey, but you guys have a good one, fellas. Wait a minute, on me, because I did that too. Dev didn't throw me under the bus. We damn sure it was O.J. Mayo, man. Yeah. OJ let me down, fucker. Um, and so yeah, it's it, it, it's crazy, man. Um, pass interference thing is is um, I don't know, might not be good for the league. But real quick, man, uh, somebody hung him up this week, so we got to do a quick F or FOH. Y'all know that Patriots and then Bob Gronkowski, he had been flirting with the idea of retirement probably for the last two seasons. He finally decided to hang him up. So, um, need to know what you brothers think. HOF, OH, Jimmy, Bob Gronkowski. Uh, oh, my God. <laughs> um, this is tough for me because I definitely think it was a borderline. Although I saw people asking, is this a serious question? <laughs> but um, um, well, I'm, I'm going to say, say You want me to throw some information out there? You know, people need his statistical no, work I mean, I know what his stats look like Not for you, for the audience Because I was I, okay, Yeah, right, drop, you, that, you drop, the, the drop the number Drop the ballistics drop the numbers for the uh, Rob Gronkowski 521 receptions Which puts him at 130 on the all-time receptions list uh, 7,861 yards, 15 yards per reception, 79 touchdowns. Um, let me read some of the names 
I mean, I'm going to just pick random names that are on top of him on the all-time receptions list. Jerry Cotchery, Brett Perryman, uh, <laughs> Jeffrey, um, John, Marty Booker, Carl Pickens, um, Marty running back, Eric Metcalf, Jeff Graham, uh, Ike Hilliard, Darren Stroll, Jeremy Shockey, Eddie Kennison, Ed McCaffrey. Ed was all right, though. Lionel Taylor. Here. Uh, Who? Crebet, Brian oh, Blades. nice. Y'all, y'all get my oh, point. Because nice. I, I stopped with Brian Blades, and that's only like number 80-something. On Brian the was a butt. But, yo, I, get, I didn't I even get, get your up point, to the, right? But, I didn't get up to the top. That's just, I'm just naming names. I'm not even trying to crap on him. I'm just trying to give information. But, so what, but no, no, I get that. But at the same time, how many people, how many tight ends have more receptions? A lot of those were featured receivers, even though they weren't, shouldn't have been. But that's um, a good, that's like, a good point. Because he, he also, that's, no, that's a good point. It's actually, actually a lot though. But it, but it's also a duty to you exactly say yo. He, 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 he don't, don't got more than Algie. He don't got more than Algie like, Crumpler though. More receptions than Algie? I don't feel like looking for his name. He got to. He got to. He got to. There's no way possible. If Algie Crumpler got more receptions, he definitely ain't going. But I'm going to say um, Paul uh, Kramer because the one thing – well, and part of me doesn't want to send him in just because uh, dude's arguments on our page were irritating me. Um <laughs> You know, he's another one of those. Yo, he was coming at Fred by his neck and said anything negative. And he was liking everybody's yeah, comments. Fred, Fred's such a homer. Fred Perdue is a, is another hot take guy anyway. So salute to him. He's one of them hot take guys. But uh, it's just it's just that when I think of, again, my period, when I tell the game, and, and you talk about this Patriots run, and he kind of like, you know, Brady a, a new life after like uh, the beginning when he was playing with Branch and and Moss, and when he came in, it gave him a new weapon and made them formidable for this last uh, couple of championships. And also, he's one of the better blocking tight ends, too. He, he's, he's a heck of a blocker, <coughs> or, you know, the guy that has that many receptions, even though he doesn't That's have more than Brett Perryman. Yeah, he's a good blocker as well. So he's a, he's a well-rounded guy at his position. So I would say, yeah. All right, because he, he's also, I believe, uh, four. I'm all pro. Um, however many times he's the Pro Bowl, I mean, I don't care about that, but you know, he's he's there, and of course, a three-time Super Bowl winner. So, so that's one Hall of Fame B. What, what are you thinking, Rob Gronkowski? <sighs> Drunk. All right, so so Fred Purdue put him in, obviously, and I I but definitely I would like to anger Fred Purdue right now. I really want to, man. I really, really, really want to argue with Patriots fans, period. Ah, that oh, bullshit going to Hall. That bullshit going to Hall. Yo, he was the best tight end, bar none, even when he was injured. Like, <laughs> dude, dude, yo, dude was a problem. You, there's no type of defender that could cover him. You could put a, a small, fast corner on him. He would just lay mushroom head on his helmet. And kill him. You could put a big safety on him. He would he would run him out of there. You could put a linebacker on him. He would run past. Yo, dude was dominant to a point where it, it 
it was sickening uh, as a as a as an Eagles fan and to like, see how good like Jimmy Dominic said, when you spreading out lines like that, you can keep him inside, and he turned into one of your best linemen. So yo um, yo yeah yeah he's he's and, all and, No, I was gonna say all I was gonna say is to also be also to let you know he also had no receptions in algae because I looked it up because that was bothering me. Three hundred twenty receptions. That's my guess. Gronk, um, didn't, Gronk didn't die. Gronk didn't die for a few minutes and hold on to a pass though. I got three rings. <laughs> all right, listen though, listen though. Um, we talked about his numbers though. A lot of that has. To so to the fact that he only played nine years in the league, like he on his Gale Sayers joint almost played nine years in the league. Um, Year for three, he spent a considerable amount of time injured on, on those. So for me, when I'm talking about Rob Gronkowski in the Hall of Fame, his numbers aren't even the first thing that I'm going to go to because his impact far outweighed his numbers on the field. I mean, yeah. you look at it, even big games, man. You think back to the Super Bowl. Last year, that the that the Eagles ended up winning, they almost did not win that Super Bowl, and it would have been all because of Rob Gronkowski. In the first half, I don't know if they just weren't going for him or if the Eagles found a way to do a good job. On him. But in the second half, when they absolutely needed it every drive, it was Gronk time, and there was oh. nothing that the Eagles could do about that. Nothing, and that's nothing the, they kind of did that. throughout his career. Is one of those. Yo, Dad, I want to. I want to. He's, he's one of those guys. Mm-hmm. He's one of those guys that go, you go always ahead. have to be aware of where he is on the field, and yeah, that, that's why I always match laugh at the whole the whole adage of you got to make your teammates better. Like great players make their teammates better just by being alive and walking okay, on the man. field slash court slash <laughs> ice. Because I've seen I've seen games where Grant just being out there gets everybody else open. Why you why do you think Walker and all those Yo. guys walk through the middle the way they do? Because they got six people on Grant. Just two more, just two more points, because I feel like we've given him a reach around. Like, just yo, honestly, I've watched a lot of football. I've played a lot of football, and y'all can correct me if I'm wrong. He's the first tight end that I've ever seen triple team. Like, I've never seen a tight end get triple team, and they would triple team grunt. Yo, dude would get triple. I've never seen a tight end that was so deadly I, I or dangerous that he had to triple team. Tony Gonzalez, Tony Gonzalez in his prime. Nah, I counted. Crazy I, I counted. I accounted for that. I thought of Tony first, and I thought about that. I'm not saying it didn't happen, but I've never seen Tony get triple team. I've seen him be double. I've seen him get double. Here's the thing. Grunt would get I triple. I want to say Shannon Sharp just because I want to say Shannon Sharp, but that's strictly biased because I don't know if I, I don't remember that ever happening. I'm just making that up because I'm Shannon Sharp biased because he was a Bronco, but I have seen Tony Gonzalez <laughs> like yo. I've seen Tony Gonzalez get triple team, and it didn't matter anyway. <laughs> Back in now, the now listen, before the Falcons, so, it's unanimous here that we would all put Rob Gronkowski into the Hall of Fame. But what do you guys say to the people this week who said um, that Rob Gronkowski is the greatest tight end of all time? Is there any merit behind that? Hell no. I think they that stupid. he had. I think that he I had the had potential it. to be, but. He had the potential to be, but his career was too short, and his body work just can't be when you got when you got guys like Tony Gonzalez. Right. So basically, he had the tools 
Um, he had the game, but there's still some stuff needed to, you know, still a few yeah. more chapters. Shout out, work. shout out to Tony Gonzalez because Tony Gonzalez is still putting up a thousand yards in like his 16 season or something like that. Like he was still yeah. deadly to the end. And we, we play devil's to advocate end. here. We play devil's advocate yeah. here because we can knock him for his numbers, which had a lot to do with a lack of longevity. But and we generally don't give tight ends the credit for Super Bowls. But can the fact that he won three Super Bowls, kind of over. No, is the fact that nope. he didn't have Superman, nope. Nope. and that built him to the nope. top of the tight end. <laughs> anyway, nah. Nope. <laughs> I don't even know. I don't even know why <laughs> Jimmy's saying no, but I'm saying no. Witty, no. Uh. Uh-uh. uh Nope. I mean, I got several reasons why. It's 52 cats that got to win the bowl, Doug, and. And he's a part of now. He is part of, and he's a contributing part of a dynasty. But I mean, they got three rings without you too, dog. <laughs> All right, just throwing that out there because, like I said, we don't give credit to tight ends for that anyway. I don't like that we give you know all that credit to quarterbacks because, especially in the last decade, like half the time the quarterbacks ain't did a damn thing to help them win. But especially, especially the Patriots <laughs> who who kickers do them chips. <laughs> so yeah, you know, like shoot, even my man, I know, man is my man, fifty grand. Like he didn't do much in that Super Bowl. Seen Super Bowl? Yo, he did everything. Tom Brady just got a. <laughs> he, did, he did everything to lose that bowl. They won this. But yo, <laughs> I mean, because nah, I don't know what he's Are we going to give mistakes in bowl? But yeah, he didn't. Are we going to give credit? Are we going to give credit to Rob Crash Masseuse? I mean, she, you know, like she held it down. Fucking that boy, probably got a ring. <laughs> Rob Crash Masseuse definitely helped the Gronk out. Yeah. Yo, shout out to, uh, shout, out to shout out to all the uh, the escorts and masseuse of age out there. Who, you know, just trying to hold it down and look out for the call. Shout out to y'all. Shout right, out to so Myra. Myra. Rob Gronkowski is a War Room Sports Hall of Famer. Crash Gronk, that's the best home you can ever be in. Um, real quick, man, so we can move on to some other stuff, man, but the, the, the big baller brand empire seems to be crumbling. I know B. Austin is probably loving every minute of this. Um, a scandal was reported this week where the homie Alan Foster, who owns about 16% of big baller brand, if y'all don't remember, he's the dude, he's basically the spokesperson for everything that they do. At Big Baller Brand, he was like Lavar's partner. But you did the crazy part is you didn't find out this week that even Lavar only owned like sixteen percent. Lonzo is the fifty-one percent owner of, of Big Baller Brand. So you know this whole time that Lavar was trying to make himself famous, you know he, he you know Lonzo Bar, Bar, not trying, but, but you know what they needed Lonzo's money and his you know his rookie contract to do a lot of the things that they did. So it's not surprising. Um, but it seems like now that this scandal is broken, Lonzo is trying to take back his power and take a little bit of control of the stuff that, you know, is in, in his name. So there was, uh, Alan Foster is supposedly the culprit, um, behind a missing $1.5 million. Uh, and now his criminal past is, is being questioned. Uh, he did a stint prior to getting with the big baller brand. Um, and supposedly 
letter from Lonzo's financial person or whoever, his lawyer, the letter was written to uh, Lonzo and LeVar back in October. And LeVar is just now reading this um, this past week. So there's a lot of speculation out there because they said that the boys are actually not messing with their dad right now. Um, Demo, who is Lonzo's friend and manager, he did an IG post of him throwing his big baller shoes in the trash. Lonzo got the BBB tattoo that he had on his arm replaced. It's corny looking dice. Um, and I hear that they're not speaking to their dad, but, but they don't go any further than that. Uh, being Jimmy, do y'all think that Lonzo think dad may have something to do with this missing money? I, I, here's my thing, right? And you know, I've been paying attention to what's going on. I think it's sad because I think what they were trying to do was dope, and you know, they're, they're laying a foundation for someone, to, someone to take it to the next level. And when I read the stories and read up on it, I'm like, the crazy part is they said that it, not only this boy was boy stealing from the big baller account, he stole from Lonzo's personal account. So this is definitely someone they trusted, and they trusted him so much to get yeah, the, nice the piece of equity up. of the company. But so you know the company, what? The company You're using the words as hey, Lonzo, his father, his mother. trust. You said what? Probably why Lonzo's mad, Jim. Because those boys yeah, that was do his anything. Right hand man. So. Like, imagine your right-hand man stealing from your, your seed that, you know what I mean, because he, he was trusted by the family. If you watch the show, we do, well, me and Doug do, he was with the family. Like, he, he was damn near part of their family. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, if you have access to his personal account, like, you know what I mean? Like, so, I thought they knew each other longer than up. 10 years. I thought, I thought yeah, he too. was there, like Lonzo play cousin. Dog, I mean, I thought, yeah, I thought he came up in the mud with them as close as he seemed to be on that show. But then there's also the cynical part of me and the conspiracy theorist part of who think this is all BS and this is more content for their show because let's let's face it, right? Nothing's really popping with the whole clan right now. And somehow, some way, they always find drama or controversy to keep that show popping, whether it's overseas and stealing, which made the show pop, whether it's like the whole idea of LaMelo playing overseas or now, okay, we're going to suspire. They always find a way to have something going on, like for when they show comes on, so their show is popping. So part of me still is like, even, even if that was a thing, I'm about to say, even if that was a thing, how would you get Alan Foster to allow his name to be dragged through the mud, not just nationally, internationally, Hey, you know, just with some more content, like because hey, even if they just hey, gave the him that one point five million dollars to do that, that's not enough money, yo. Because <laughs> like, that, that's people what's be having fanatical fans. Somebody might try to take a swing at it's him. The, it's, the Chris, it's the Chris Carter theory, man. Chris Carter told y'all guys a couple of years ago, man. When you become a professional athlete, man, you gotta get you a fall guy, man. It's the Chris Carter theory, man. You gotta, you gotta get you one of them fall guys, man. Besides Alan for being a fall guy. He probably got more than 1.5. My thing is, he hasn't said one word like to, to either confirm or deny this. So either, either in the words of uh, Kanan, whatever they say he did, he did that shish. Or, um, or like, he's taking one for the team and the show going to be popping because uh, I've even heard people say, I want to see what happens when the show come on. I want to see what really happens. Like, they always find a way. Or they just got a drama. They got a drama filled life. Maybe it's that too. 
Yeah, I, I I don't know, and Levar hasn't said much either. And you know, like I said, according to reports, insiders, they're saying like none of his sons are messing with him right now. I mean, because maybe yeah. now that everything's crumbling, because if if Lonzo goes, then the brand. Um, Levar made himself yeah. into a star, but if Lonzo goes, you know, it's basically your financial backing right there. Um, and they already, you know, they still have all the problems that we chronicled before with the Better Business Bureau. Um, Lonzo goes, there's no way you're going to be getting orders out in time. I don't even know if they've still been taking orders and, Dog, and filling orders. The funniest but, um, thing, the funniest thing I think the dude, the kids might uh, be mad, Jim, because they're like, okay, it's all part of the plan. But now, especially the, the other two, they see the brand buckling and they're like, yo, we haven't even gotten to where we wanted to be yet. And everything He done snatched Jello out of college. He done snatched Mel out of high school. And they trusted everything he did. And now everything's crumbling. Like, what's going to become of these dudes? Mello that keep practicing. Well, here's the thing, right? So, so what, what I find interesting, and first of all, the funniest comment I saw is when Bull posted that joint of him throwing his sneaks in the trash and how it was all over and all that. One of the comments is like, "Does this mean I'm not gonna get my sneaks out order two years ago?" And I just thought that yeah, was hilarious. Oh um, man! <laughs> and that's yeah, the thing they said, Lonzo, you know, removing the tattoo. He's trying to remove himself from the brand totally. There's been um, reports that that Lonzo might be signing with Nike, which we know now he's not going to get what they would have offered him had he taken the deal in the first place. And you know, I'm not even going to say like high. Is 2020 because you know a lot of people said that before, but I'd still agree with you, Jimmy, that what Lavar tried to do was revolutionary, but the the execution was. And, it's, and, it's, like, and it's dude, going, the thing is, you had it's going to be execution like, like be, he's been doing this for years, and y'all ain't feel this. It's going to be. It's going to be talked about. It's going to be talked about, and it's going to be like you know. Talked about in business schools and and, and and just in like the whole idea of the way he tried to do it's going to be talked about probably as a failure, but nonetheless, he did something that will be talked about forever. So, but the execution was bad, and I think it's like they didn't partner with the right people. Obviously, if you got someone stealing from you, two, you could have took this idea to Amazon and had them do your drop shipping like, like Beast Mode does. Beast Mode has his own clothing line. But he he has this drop ship through Amazon where they handle all the shipping and all that kind of all those kind of um uh, you know things. So shout out, shout out the soldier but... <laughs> Yo, <laughs> shout <laughs> out to young Draco. Um, <laughs> yeah, young Draco out here burning cats too. Um, so but the fact of the matter, the, 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 the fact of the matter, man. Um, this whole story, man, is it, is so many layers and so much going on with it with the other boys. Like Jello, I don't know who Jello's mad at. Jello, you went overseas and stole a pair of glasses in China or something. So you should be mad at yourself for the rest of your life. Um, yeah, but I think he, I think Mark still hastily pulled him out of UCLA. They weren't going to suspend the dude forever, and that was really the only shot he had. But Levar was so hell bent on all of these dudes being a one and done. They didn't yeah. need he was trying that to, time. You he should he should have left him in there. Let him take his medicine. He was trying to he market him. <laughs> he was trying he to market up. him. And let him take his medicine. He was, he was like, like going miss like five ten games. <laughs> yeah, he was trying to he was trying to market him into becoming a first round draft pick. Like, yo, I don't even care about ball. I'm just gonna make him so popular that uh that you <laughs> you gonna pick him just to sell tickets. 
I'm a market. That was the only option. Right that was the only option. Yo, forget the, forget the fact that he's six. He's a six foot five, uh, no position player. But uh, you know, he likes Zion, man. He can play all five. Yo, <laughs> how this whole thing plays out is interesting. But at the end of the day, they don't get money from Zuckerberg because um, cats will be tuned in. So I, I don't know. Like, if I'm joking, but I'm half joking when I say it's a conspiracy. But Zuckerberg's gonna be mad because Tom will never show up on the show again. There's gonna be Levar and his brother <laughs> and his and his Yo, wife. But, my, but, but also, but Zoe, Zoe has right to now. accept responsibility. has to accept responsibility as well, though, because like you trust your dad. That's one thing, but like. Probably gonna steal a million and a half from me, and I know he's busy working out and all that, but it doesn't matter. Like, you, you he, he owns 51% of the company, so if you want to be an owner, you have to carry yourself like an owner as well. You can't just be the guy with the endorsement deal at this point because you're a 51% owner of that company, you know what I mean? So, you need to be on top of things too. You're, yeah, you're but we already, owner of the company. Yeah, but we already <laughs> knew that those dudes did anything that their dad said. Than anything in their dad, so he probably, you know, he talked probably talked him into, yo, you just put up some of this capital, we make you fifty fifty one percent owner. All you gotta do is play basketball. I'm gonna run it. I think that's probably why he's mad at him. He's like, okay, because I put all of this in your hands and you put it into the hands of, you know, this cat, who who had a criminal yo, record that uh, Lonzo obviously didn't know about. <laughs> yo, Brian probably Brian probably working for Nike low and he dug all that up. Brian probably hired an investigator, found that out, and told Nike like I'll get him over there. Um, yo, he hit him with the Mario I Van Peebles though. Hit him with the Van Peebles like I, I, I <laughs> like I put my trust in you and you put your trust in the crackhead. Got <laughs> <laughs> him. That was yo, my friend, classic, man. That's classic. <laughs> He's like, I bet on you. <laughs> you bet on me. He had to do Pookie like Yo, that. shout out to Pookie. Shout out to Pookie, yeah. yo. You did know that Martin was supposed to be Pookie Butter? Sidebar? Yeah, I saw that, I saw that story. That's crazy. That's crazy. All right, real Martin quick would have been before we go on some, some other stuff. As a matter of fact, you, Jim, you could pick and choose with the grind. So they're not all good anyway. Um, stat of the week. This was surprising to me. Um, Rio Bear, of all people. Uh, the other night, an alley-oop from Donovan Mitchell, he set the NBA single-season dunk record with his 270th dunk of the year. Um, that mark broke Dwight Howard's old record of 269, which was set in 07-08. Um, this data, now this dunking, you know, counting dunks only goes back to 2000. So I'm sitting here like, how does Shaq not own this? Like I would, I would like the first names that would come to mind for me were like Shaq and Dwight Howard. Um, <laughs> even though Shaq had way more game than Dwight Howard, Shaq still dunked a lot. Or maybe he didn't dunk as much as we did. But you know, when he dunked, he did it with force. We just counted that as like ten dunks. I don't know, but I would have never thought Rudy Gobert. Like, not that I'm glued to the TV for Jazz games every night, but even when I watch Jazz games, like I don't see Rudy just banging. On cats like that, but yeah, but he yeah, has Rudy Gobert averages he averages about sixteen, seventeen points a game somewhere around there. Between fifteen and seventeen is what he averages in terms of points. Only gets dunks, like 
So it's shocking to me, like someone like Andre Jordan, who may average around the same amount, is not up there as well. Cause these guys yeah. don't score outside of dunking. So it's like yeah, DeAndre has no perceptible the skill. Man, the big man's now all they do is roll to the basket and and, and get tippins and things of that nature. So, like, that's all he does is dunk. Like he literally has no moves, and he needs to stop the blood clot crying when he's gonna make the All Star team too. I think I'm no. Literally, I think I'm a little biased though, Jim. I think I'm like, just look at Rudy Gobert. Like he don't look like he dunking on nobody. Just look at him. <laughs> he block I a lot of shots. You, all those dunks, is, there's not one dunk where they like throw it to him in the post to move and dunk on somebody. That's not what he does. But he will come off off the pick. He's a great rebounder who gets a lot of like putback dunks. So he, he just, you know, he get little little stupid dunks. No, and they just don't put Rudy Gobert highlights dunking a lot. <laughs> Your only highlight I saw him this entire season was like a block shot or him crying. <laughs> I want to be an all star. I dunk a lot. Come on, Rudy. <laughs> Stop the bloody clock crying. <laughs> Come on, Rudy. All right, man. So, what happened this week? My dudes was on the grind, man. Yes, sir. While you were on the grind, is brought to you by Sports the Book, the single greatest ever written. I'll be very brief. Here's how you get the book. Go to sportsthebook.com or go to our hub, which is warroomsports.com. But either way, go get that book. It's time to talk about things that happened this past week while you were on the line. Um, Jordan Bell was suspended for conduct detrimental to the team. From what I understand, my man was like running up someone else's credit card tab. Is that true? What he did was... uh. And the in the team well, hotel, he threw some incidentals and he put the he he put it on uh, assistant coach Mike Brown's bill. So people still disrespecting this coach Mike Brown, former head coach Mike Brown. Um, oh, my man, my man out here. The thing is, man, when they did the investigation and the, and all fingers pointed to him, they came up with the conclusion like this isn't the first time he's done this, but now they know who's been doing it. So, drill. You know, Yo, my boy. man out here running, he out here in Guap Dad 4000 credit card scam and why he's in the league. Right. I mean, What's because, you know, people, the, the team pays for the hotels and these dudes get a per diem every day. But if you order anything to your room, incidentals, any, you know, any room service, any movie, some prawn, which probably was what, what, what this whole thing was about, um, that goes, you know, to the expense of the player. You have to pay that yourself. So, dude, got caught out there doing yo, something crazy. Yo, my man is in the league running running credit card scams. He got a pocket. He's definitely out of pocket for this. He's a scammer. He's yo, a scammer. Yo, and part of me, part of me expects it because that means you a cheap bastard. But the other part of me is like, come on, guys, you drawing. Yo. Anyway, man, yo, salute to all the cheap people out there. Well, I shall not say cheap. Salute to all the frugalness out there, man. You know what I mean? I'm with you. Um, yeah, salute to disrespecting <laughs> Mike Brown. I'm all for it. I am about it. I don't think he did anything wrong. He did nothing wrong. <laughs> yo, Mike Brown. Mike Brown getting so much. Mike Brown getting so much money. He probably getting done to him for years and didn't even notice it. He, I mean, getting checks from five different teams. Salute to Mike Brown for getting the bag. Um, Shannon Brown, remember Shannon Brown from the Lakers who um, just ran and jumped and dunked. He was a athlete, uh, and I mean that 
not a basketball player. He was an athlete. But um, he married a uh, star, Monica, from the boy is mine with Brandy, Luther Monica. And Miss Thing, well, that's the bar. For those who don't know, that was her first album name. Well, Miss Thing uh, basically put the divorce from Shannon Brown. Um, and they were together for a while. I know uh, Dev was kind of upset mm-hmm. by this because he said celebrities celebrity you know should never get married. I don't understand why celebrities think they can get married, man. Especially, you know, Bob. Especially, <laughs> like, both of y'all are celebrities, whether actor or a I mean, singer, they, 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 ball I mean, player. Um, shout out to Tony Parker and Eva Longoria and Mrs. Barry. Um, shout out to that whole love triangle. Um, it, I don't know, man. I just think people be wasting their time. You, you think about the Kardashians. You know, she married Chris Humphreys for like three days. Lamar and Chloe married after 30 days. That ain't work out. She turned him back. Um, it just don't seem but to be But you know what, it. though? I'm, I'm, willing to, I'm willing to bet. I was reading the other day that three out of four marriages now fail in the country, right? So marriage in general as, as an institution. It used to be 50. Yeah, that, that, that's what I thought. I thought it was around 50 percent. But they said like three out of four. At, at this point, at this point um, divorce attorneys are kicking up. That's like, you know, um, in terms of like lawyering, Unless you, one of the, the demise, you just never go to one. You ain't got nothing. You kicking up, up. and and um, I'm willing to bet that it's not even higher when it comes to celebrities. Like, yo, know, people just don't take the institution serious as they once did. It's almost like asking somebody to go with you now. It's like that's how people are treating marriage. Um, I I, 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 I agree with you totally because people do that. Like they get in one argument and just like a friend, a young teenage boyfriend and girlfriend couple is like, all right, we breaking up now. Like, yo, you just argue. Once, <laughs> yo, that's how Like, yo. Like, but it's because damn, I'll trash out. Um, you ain't got to leave me. <laughs> I I saw something also. It's like, it also like a higher number now of people remarrying that have already been divorced. And that, that also lets me know that Cats is not taking it serious. Like, yo, we divorced because we argued. Then we get back. Like, you find out that's the person I like anyway. Then you marry him again. Like, Cats have been married multiple times to the same person. Everything Jimmy is saying, so, I have like, personal examples of of every scenario that he's saying. <laughs> Listen, for those out there listening, don't take my word, just Google it. Like these articles are out there because people will send them to me and I'm like, yo, this is real. Like, because to me, like, if you make the decision to divorce someone, you have to really, really think that through and, and process it. Like, right. and I get it. Sometimes you're meant to be with someone, but like, yo, how do you go back to someone that you went through that process of? I don't know, man. But anyway, my point yeah, is... Some people uh, be having another wedding. Have, like, yo, what are you doing? <laughs> it's like, we're not yeah, doing like, that. And then for those out there who are friends of mine who have done that or have plans on doing that, yo, don't invite me to the second time around because, like, <laughs> I'm going to buy you another gift, especially if you're marrying the same person. Yeah. Like, how are you supposed and to... Like, y'all probably, like, probably pawned all the gifts that we gave y'all the first time. That's for it. Yeah, come on, come on, y'all. But uh, yeah, the pawn them you know, so they can know, split up the money when they when they went separate ways. I didn't know nah. what was the reason for this divorce, but they were together for a while. Um, yeah, you know they had seeds or whatever, so I don't know what happened. Um, what happened? I have no idea, but no teams called. That's what happened. <laughs> no team in the league. No, no record companies. No teams. So, um, we can't be broke together. We both famous. Speaking of the Kardashians and speaking of marriage, uh, the legendary Chris Humphreys had a piece from the Players' Tribune 
which discussed his uh, retirement, which he announced, and also his day marriage to Kim Kardashian. I call him a legend because I don't think that he is a legend, but how did he get to write a think piece about his this career is, and his marriage my, as if he is a legend? Who, cause who I, cares cause I have no – Jim, I have no opinions on the details of this article he wrote for the Players' Tribune. You know why? Because I didn't read it. Because it's Chris Humphrey. <laughs> why did like, – like you said, who – so Chris Humphrey, I think it'd be a good idea if you announce your retirement on the Players Tribune. Like, yo, I didn't know that yo, you were. I didn't know that Chris Humphreys wasn't dead. Like, what are Me we either. doing here? Content <laughs> form, dog. <laughs> content like, form. Really, content like, if somebody would have told me two months ago, like, oh, Chris, you remember Humphreys passed away? I would have like thought they would like, oh, I would have like this. Like, I think I do remember. Yo, and then they were like, no, I'm just joking. Like, Yo, I don't know what Chris like. You you weren't retired already. Who you play for? <laughs> Listen, man. Yeah, it was crazy. What was crazy is right. So most most of us as men will never admit a lot. A lot of us uh um. How can I put this, right? So when it comes to like having a woman, no, no man wants to think about their woman being with somebody else, right? And I don't care what man that is. Like you know, white that, that doesn't matter. Everybody. Yo, but it's like, could you imagine when you chick like? So everybody has a past. By the time you meet someone, like, unless you unless you you know married to someone that you've been with when you were ten years old, everybody has a past, whether it's long, short, whatever it is. But could you imagine like your chick like having dudes that are known by everybody, and everybody knows who dug up into your chick? <laughs> That's never. the thing. Yeah, I always, never. I actually always defend those chicks, and you know everybody want to call. Kim this and call Kim that. I'm like, Kim is really no different than any other. No, it's not. The thing but is, everything she does is public. So everybody she's dealt with is like, you dare know about it. Half of y'all got the same kind yeah, of I baggage know. out there, but you do Yo. know about it. So, but her? Like, I don't Yo. know. How- and, that, and that's absolutely, that's absolutely true, but it's something to be said for that too. The whole like, yo, listen, I know chicks that probably got three times the amount of bodies that she got this week, but at the same time, like, the famous time, it's different. I don't think could, could you deal with that. And like, we've seen her getting could bodies. Could you deal with that? Like, I'm gonna ask y'all. Let me ask y'all a question. Like, could, I be, could, I be could, could y'all deal with? You know why? Because even even with her. The lifestyle they live, Jim. There's a chance you're gonna run into one of these dudes every other day. I, Yo, I can't do that. You might run into multiple of these dudes in the same event. You can run into Reggie Bush, Chris Humphreys at a sporting event. Run into <laughs> Ray J. Cannon, and and uh, shit, you can run into and Ray Nick J. Gonna Cannon. let you know. And Ray J. Like and Ray J. Gonna tell you it first. Or something. <laughs> Ray J. Gonna tell you and how it went. Yo, be often. How about you? Do you do you think your ego is strong enough to deal with that? Could you deal with it? Uh, no. I don't know. Think about it. Nah. What you thinking about, dog? Dog, I must be a sucker then, because I ain't even got to think about that. (laughs) Yo, I I know for a fact I couldn't deal with him. Insecure ass would be like mad at her every day. She didn't do nothing. Yeah. But that's the thing. Like you, you, you can't even watch hip. You can't even watch Ratchet TV. You're gonna see one of our dudes. Like no, you can't, can't watch Ratchet can't TV. Watch. You can't watch sports. I can't watch football. I can't watch, I'm, I'm, thinking, I'm thinking about I, honestly. I'm thinking about body count, and I'm like, yo, honestly, body count wise, 
like you said, Jimmy, I'm probably count, five times, five or six yeah. times. It's not body count. It's just the fact that everywhere you turn is somebody that body. Oh, dog, listen, <laughs> these people are in your face. You can't, you can't listen to music. Can't watch sports. You can't, you can't watch like the I don't listen to radio. Did it actors? Act no, act no. You think he the only musician? You can't, yeah, you can't even watch like you can't even watch yo, you can't even watch Wild and Out. Like yo, yeah, like, no. you can't do nothing. Wild and Out, like Nick, Nick Cannon is like the younger version of Steve Harvey. If Steve Harvey doesn't host it, then Nick Cannon hosts it. So you can't watch pretty much. America's got talent. America's got <laughs> talent. You can't rock nothing. Like Wild and Out, man. Cannon class. Lucky. Can't watch YouTube. Yo, he, he lucky Steve Harvey ain't body. He just had to turn his TV on. Might have. <laughs> Duh. Yeah. Oh, the sugar daddy all, boy. All I'm saying hey. is, all I'm saying is, like, shout to Chris, but that's what I saw. This story reminded me of that. I was like, yo, she's NBA player, football player. And I was like, again, to Dev's point, it's not judging her because chicks out there got bodies. It is what it is. But I don't know if I would be strong enough to deal with that because even as bad as she is, I can't deal with that. That would that can't be me, dog. <laughs> can't be me. Anyway, last thing I want to talk about real quick is uh. All that because of Scrub right Yeah, yeah. So we talk about something else. But anyway, Michael. Michael. Uh, last name is Avenatti. I forgot how Trump pronounced it, but he pronounced it all wrong. He's just slandering the ball. But um, he was one of the attorneys going after Kells, Robert Kelly, and. His next thing was after he destroyed R. Kelly, he said he was going to destroy Nike. And drops on Twitter how he had the goods on Nike and he was going to release something tomorrow. You know how bad guys do in the movie when they uh they got somebody and they want to tell them all the reasons why they're going to kill him and you just basically yeah, they pull out the gun and whole life away. Talking to him. They be like, you "Why I'm killing you?" Because fill in the blank. Yeah, Jack Bauer happens Me. every day. But anyway, um. <laughs> He said he was getting Nike out of the box, and then two hours later, an indictment came down on him. Nike put that phone call in and made that paperwork make the paperwork. And now he's all caught up in the jam. My man, my man got in there for trying to uh, extort money from corporations. Um, I Dev, I already said you thought it was hilarious for him to make the announcement. Yo, what do you think I thought it was hilarious. The announcement when things started coming out, he was telling you stuff that nobody cared about, like. Like Nike gave money to uh, like Kwame Brown's bowl, family. Bowl. Like, like, yo, so what? Nike gave money to Bowl Bowl. Like so. Nike gave money to Bowl Bowl some free sneakers. This is what you. This is what. Well, like this man, is what like my man about the gun is talking about. Like this was. Salute, your, salute to Savage because he made a great point. He was like, Bobo was one of the the highest recruits in the world, and he went to Oregon. Like, why would he go to Oregon? Duh, Nike. Yeah, like we didn't cares. know he got broke off by Nike. No, nobody go to Oregon. Come on, man. <laughs> he just like Bobo. seriously. My man out here. He up the street guards. Like he had the greatest information to Nike unethical practices that you're ever going to hear in your life. But then somebody in our chat made a great point, though, Jimmy. Like, it's really not Nike's job to be the ethical, you know, parties and all of this anyway. Nike's going to be there. Yeah. Like, they're not the NCAA. They're not the ones breaking the rules even when they're doing this kind of stuff. 
So yeah, he he hyped people up. He must he must think he must think look at Nike's market cap before he put his name out there because they got right on his ass and. Um, he My man said, I'm going to end it, and then came out and said, Ira Nubel's grandmother got a free shirt. <laughs> Yo, he going to end Nike. Nike, Dog, while he was a college Nike, athlete. Nike, he going to end Nike. That's hilarious. But, yo, um, <laughs> so my man is really out here trying to stick people up, though. When you think about, like, he was Stormy Daniels' lawyer who was trying to stick up uh, 45. Um, he was uh, trying to stick up Kelsey, and he realized Kelsey had no money. So yeah, my man is out here literally. My man, my man uses his law license to straight blackmail people. <laughs> he got caught up. But he, and then, and he picked on the wrong person. Had something to do with Nike. It's like he like <laughs> about Bobo Bo going, dog. No, Bobo though. So man, that was trash. But that <laughs> said, I am going to <laughs> end trash. Nike. Under Armour probably got excited. <laughs> Adidas got excited. New Balance, who made those boxing-looking shoes for um, Mute, got excited. This boy came out and said, yeah, we gave Milton a pair of Air Force Ones when he was in high school. (laughs) He said Clarence Weatherspoon got a check. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that that was a fail. That was a fail. He should be ashamed. Anyway, man. Those those are the stories that happened while you were on the grind. Dev, I know you want to give some birthday shout outs real quick. Yeah, I'm gonna do that real quick so we can move on to this Alright, birthday shout outs. Luke Walton, who will soon be jobless, turns thirty nine today. Uh, Wesley Person, younger brother of the Rifleman, he turns 48. Um, Elliot Perry, remember Elliot Perry? He's like a little backup point guard. He's he's 50 yeah, years old. Of course, old. with the high socks. <laughs> Jason Garrett, Dallas Cowboys uh, head coach, and I hope he stays that way. Uh, he turns 53. Byron Scott of Los Angeles Lakers fame is 58 years old. Rick Barry turns 75, and Kevin Lockery is 70. Nine years old, so we'd like to give a nice war room salute to all of these people on their birthdays. Uh, happy birthday to everybody out there, and many, many more. My salute! Yay! And real quick before we uh, get into this b-ball talk, just make sure when you get time and you're just browsing around the computer, you uh, check out our website at warroomsports.com. We're gonna move on to some NBA talk which is brought to you by Digital Extreme Technologies. Jimmy, take it away. Yes, sir. Do you as your business need a custom website? Well, yeah. you got to call Digital Extreme Technologies. You can reach them by going to digitalextremetech.com or you can call 267-205-4203. Stop it with the cash site. Stop pointing to your Facebook page and get you a nice business site. Digitalextremetech.com or 267-205-4203. Tell them War Room Sports sent you, and you'll get the hookup. It's time yes, to talk sir. about this thing of ours, La Costa Nostra. Boom, boom, boom. Boom, boom. We need that for that. We need that clip. La Costa Nostra, Lou Diamond. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, 
<laughs> the players of the week this past week are James Harden and uh, Trey T.L. Young, Trey Young, um, <laughs> who was balling out his mind. Um, yes, he is. T.L. out here putting the numbers. The other nickname they got from him, they call him Trey T.L. and they call him uh, Ice Trey, something like that. Trey, yeah, Ice Trey, Ice Trey or Trey T.L. That's the two nicknames I heard. Um, when you watch him play, because believe it or not, I watch him play because he's he, out here balling like crazy. Like, yeah, so I, I got a question. I'm a bust. I, I got. I'm about to say I got a question for you guys because you know since he started off the season so slow with the expectations and Luka Doncic started off, he did. Do you guys think? I mean, because it's a it's a two horse race for the Rookie of the Year and it's a two horse race for the MVP. But do you guys see any scenario where Trey Young could come up and snatch the award from Luca? Not at all. Couple things. One, Luca is balling and killing, balling and killing a little bit more than Trey. But also, he's the great white hope. So being a great white thing, be a rookie of the year. Here's the thing, right? Even think of, like I don't think that he's balling that much more. He averages like maybe a couple more points, but Trey averages more assists. Field goal percentage is around the same. Three point percentage is around the same. Boards around the same. They're 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 having both crazy seasons. Is it that Lucas started off so fast? I think people at this point like have made their mind up. I, and I think it, I realized it today when I was watching a, a Jason Kidd interview. He was talking about like the awards with Grant Hill. And when you look at the statistics, Grant Hill definitely should have won that. Now, Jason Kidd shouldn't even have got like half of it. But because of the, the member back in the day, a couple of who else took the award back then? Was somebody else who had uh, shared the award? Did Weber share the award with somebody? Uh, no, I just remember those two. Okay, so it was those two. But they were saying that it changed the way that the votes happen now. So now instead of like you having a vote and you put your vote for either Trey or Luca, you have to rank them and like they get points per ranking or something. So it's more difficult right. to have right. a co it's more difficult to have a co rookie now than ever. So uh, that would be the easy answer. That was gonna to try to be my easy answer, but after I saw that I was like, damn, it can't be co. But it's like a yeah. tale of like two halves of the season. But I think it just said he started off so fast that people have like really it, mailed it in. It is though, but I also think I don't think it's as close as people are making it out there now because even though Trey he stepped it up in the second half of the season, especially the scoring after All Star break, Trey Young and remember the All Star break is past the halfway mark of the season anyway. So, yeah. but since the All Star break, well, before the All Star break, Trey was averaging like sixteen points a game. He's averaging twenty five points a game after the All Star break, but. Mm-hmm. If you look at Luke, he averaged 20 before and like 22 before. So even though Trey went up like nine points and he's finally balling like they thought he could, Luca's improved too. So I think I think the award is going to be consistency because Luca's gotten better over the course of the season too, but he started out so much better. You know, him getting better, I think it just leaves the, the award for him. But Trey has been balling yeah. out of Mind recently, I'm not gonna front about that. He sunk. He sunk I, my six. I'm, I'm not gonna front though. I think Luca. I think Luca's gonna get it. I do think it's. I. I. I would like a little bit different. I do think it's closer. Like when you look at it, because even when his shot wasn't falling, 
he was doing other things. He's averaging almost eight a game as a rookie in a league where, like, night in and night out, playing that point guard position, you it's tough. Yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, I, it's interesting, but I think that it's already – it's just like the ball started off fast. That people have, like, really, like not, they've given it to him already. And with all that being said, B. Austin made the point that, you know, the uh, the fit in the room, so to speak. I mean, he's 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 he got the complexion for the connection. I, I I say that, and I still think he deserves it, though. Don't get me wrong. I think in my mind, it's it's close, but I have Luca out ahead. So I'm, uh, you know, that's what it, can Trey Young come back from it or come back to win it? Eh, I doubt it because I think that even though Luca's ahead, I think they want Luca to be ahead as well. Man, listen, Luca's doing the same thing that James Harden is doing. And it's funny that they're the players of the week this week. Um, I didn't even do that on purpose, but I'm that nice. Because they all but gave the MVP to Giannis. But Harden is drawing so bad offensively that he's making it difficult for you not to give him the MVP award. Like, And it's like, there's, Trey is balling so crazy right now. He's trying to make an argument. Um, there's like eight games but, left in the season. There's left Jimmy in the season that can happen that wouldn't give Harden my vote at this point. And I don't even like like Harden. Like Harden's game is put it like this. Like my coaching side of me hates Harden's game. The the street ball side of me loves Harden's game. But you know love it. fundamental part of me like, yo, that's just not good basketball. But I watched that man drag that team like 14th seed in the West to the third seed in the West when a lot of dudes was in and out of the lineup with injury and people were thinking they desperately needed to go out and, you know, get some more players. Dude, you know, he, he's, he's – there's nothing else that can happen this season that would – if I had a vote, that would make me vote against yeah. James Harden. And I think the world of Giannis, man, but – Shout out to Melo, though, because – all that, all that happened when they cut Melo off their team. They just, they just started going crazy. So, I don't know, I don't know what kind of energy Melo brings to your team. I, I, I don't think it's his game. I think Melo brings some sort of like bad juju to your team or something. But uh, once they you got rid of him, they went Melo older. That's all. Melo, yeah. Yo, but but if if what Harden is doing right now is ruining Nike's plans because. This whole season with Giannis rollout, the commercials, the, the how how much he's been talked about, the social media push from the Bucks, like this was Giannis, Giannis's rollout season. But Harden is just like he's he's putting up historic numbers. Like it's I've like, seen these voters so, make exceptions before, like they kind of did uh, for Russ, because usually they like it's the lazy criteria, the best player on the best team. You know what I'm saying? Right now. That's the Bucks. Mm-hmm. That's that's Giannis. But I just, like you have to take into account what this dude is doing to drag this team into position to to try and make another at an NBA title. Like all that he's doing. No, you're you're now, right. You're right. But I, but out by the time they get to the you know second round of the playoffs, he might be burnt though. out. Let me ask you a question though. Mm-hmm. Because someone make the argument that the Bucks have the best record in the NBA and Giannis is their best player. But my, here's my question to you. If Giannis wins the MVP, will you be shocked? No, I think he's going to win the MVP. I'm just saying I would. Okay. Know, I, 
okay. it would go to Harden. Yeah, and it wasn't me, like that throughout the season. That's what I yeah, think you people can't don't tell me that this is. Yeah, I don't think the voters, I don't think they pay much attention to the ebbs and flow of the season. Somebody jumps out, and then they all think, well, it's his to lose. There's like, to lose. It's there's a to long lose. Yeah, it's a long season. But that's it's the, like, we don't know what's going to happen. And for me, I like stories. I like adversity. I, I factor all of that to some of these awards, man. It's just because your team has the best record and you're the best player on it. Like, that's just not enough for me. Yeah, I got – but, like, for me, like, I, I, even if we go back to the beginning of the season, we give our predictions, like, pick Giannis because I just – I saw it. This was, like, literally his rollout season. It was, like, like a brand-new artist. You're doing everything in your power to get them to sell records. Like, he's, his face is everywhere. ESPN – as well as NBA TV, both did, like, exposés on him coming up from where he came up from, his transition to America. Like, they literally are trying to – they're making this guy a star. So, him him being the uh, – having to pick the off team with LeBron, like, this is his yeah. rollout. Just and Jimmy keeps keep calling so him by crazy. his American name. <laughs> he keeps calling him by his American name. <laughs> <laughs> Yo. <laughs> Yo, Giannis, man. Giannis. Giannis. Yo, I remember. Um, I remember when Doc Bay used to call Patrick Ewing like, Hewing with an H. <laughs> yeah, Hewing. Patrick Hewing. Yeah. Yo, Patrick Hewing. Giannis. I'm pronouncing a G. Yo, Giannis. Um, I think that I tell you that's American, away, man. But I, you know, you're yo, American. Yo, in KC Mac, he said that. Max says in our chat that it's going to be uh, the rookie of the year will be split. My thing is, if it is split, then it's fixed because that means they're going to have to sit down and figure out, all right, so if I rank them this way, you rank them that way. Like, right. they're going to be split. The way they vote they down, is, those uh, ties aren't even, it's not even real. Like, you can't even get a tie the I mean, way they vote. It, yeah, and so if it's split, if it's split, that means that the fix is in. So, mm-hmm. I hope that doesn't happen. Um, but real quick though, because right, we got a couple minutes left, I ask you guys a question. Uh, Tim Hardaway, he thinks that the comments that he made are are was keeping him out of Hall of Fame, and we all know what those comments are. I even got a <laughs> Tim Hardaway, you damn right, <laughs> you damn right, Tim Hardaway. You should be. <laughs> you should not be surprised. Um. I think I think that Tim was already kind of a fringe guy. Um, you really? know, again, if Joe Dumars if Joe Dumars is in there, then Tim need to be in there, and he gets my vote. But I don't you think he's a Joe clear. Dumars criteria. Tim was a Tim no, no, was a part no, of the, he was a part of a legendary victory when we didn't even use the term victory. Big right, a right. legendary because, move. Hey, T- Tim Hardaway was that. But then <laughs> I asked you. I ask you, at, at a given prolonged period of time, do you feel like for a three- to five-year span, Tim was top three PG? During that t- time? Possibly. I, I was about to say, without actually taking the time to sit back and, and and try to think of every point guard in the league back then, I, I would say that's possible three to five to be safe. No, 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 he was definitely top five. Uh, top five? First of yeah. all, I wouldn't want him on my team. And um, second of all, you know, if he was on my team, I, I would.
to, you know, really distance myself from him because um, uh, uh, I don't think that's right. And, you know, I, I, I don't think that, you know, he should be in a locker room while we're in a locker room. And it's just a whole lot of other things. So I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't even be a part of that, but you know, stuff like that going on, and there's a lot of other people out here like that that's still in the closet and don't want to come out the closet. But you know, um, I, I just leave that alone. Yeah, Tim. You should he said he, he talked so talk for like two minutes and then said, "I'm gonna just leave that alone." Like you are the open the Pandora's problem, box. The problem is the problem. Yeah. Is, listen, to the problem is he didn't leave it alone. What could you the do? Problem, you don't have a recourse. Talking. You what, you ask for a trade. Yeah, uh, or oh, I asked for him to get traded. <laughs> you let, know, let me, let me ask you. Be, you know, I, I, it, it, something has, has to give. And um, I think uh, the majority of the players uh, would ask for him to be traded or they would want to get traded. But you'd be trading Gary, him to Gary, a team where he probably would be, would, wouldn't be wanted yeah, there either, I would imagine. Right, and that is true. Just buy him out of his contract and let him go. <laughs> You know that what you're saying there, though, Timmy, is flatly homophobic, right? It's just flat, it, it's bigotry. Well, you know, I, you know, I hate gay people, so um, Damn. Um, you know, I, I let it be known. I don't like gay people. I don't like to be around gay people. I don't, you know, I, I, yeah, I'm, homo, I'm homophobic. I don't, I don't, I don't like it. It's, it shouldn't be in the world for that or in the United States. So yeah, I, I don't like it. Did that on purpose? I'm a homophobic. Come on, Yo, man. hold on. Hey, oh, that was yeah. after he said, I'm going to leave it alone. Yeah. Yo, that oh, was that after, after I'm going to leave it alone. alone. Let, me, let me ask you all this. When you look at Tim, because I'm still trying to get to the Hall of Fame, like, is he better than Gary Payton to you all? No, no, he's not. But, no, I mean, now after, you know, I added a minute to kind of think about it. I think I probably agree with you. He probably, he probably yeah. is fringe anyway, and that's probably why it's easy for them to just, Skipping right. over from every time the name comes up. So yeah, I mean, I get what you're let's, let's go, let's go. I, I purposely brought Gary up because not, not that I know this is complete Poma. This is complete Poma on my part, but I feel like Gary Payton. If you put a mic in his face, he could say something similar. But you can't deny Gary Payton. You couldn't keep Gary out. Here's my thing, though. Here's my thing. I think he, I think he would be a Hall of Famer. I mean, because. First of all, it's a basketball Hall of Fame, so you have to take into account um, his UTEP days, which he was an amazing college player. I remember uh, him at UTEP. Like, UTEP. but but I do. I, I, but they like this run TMC days too. Like, I don't know, man. I, I guess he, I guess to, to be honest, as I sit here and think about it, he probably is like borderline. But I would too. Yeah, I mean, plus he played defense. Like, man, it's tough. But is he right about what he's saying? I guess that's the bigger question. Is he right? Do you think that without comment? I think he's right. Listen to him now sounds crazy. He's definitely going to make it seem like, you know, it's the the reason I'm not. I I understand where B is coming from. Like, he might have been – I think he would have built the scale into the Hall of Fame, but I think it would have been some – couple of ballots, you know, had none of this happened in the first place. But I think he would have ended up there. And it's this by far, it definitely had something to do with it. But we got to get up out of here. Yeah, we got to get out of here. Yo, those comments sound so crazy. Like, what was the – I hate – when you think about that, that sounds crazy. You hate them, like, because they getting Franks in the, in the rear. Like, huh? Yeah. Anyway, um, 
and he didn't pull punches. You brothers and sisters. We didn't even say anything. He actually said, I hate them. Go ahead, my bad. Yo, he said, I hate them. And he said, I am homophobic. Yo, that means you have a phobia of gay people. Like, think about what that means. Anyway. Yo, Tim Hartman don't know what phobia means. Yeah, yeah, he definitely don't. To say I'm homophobic, to say that, that means you don't know what that means. Thank you, brothers and sisters, for joining us for another briefing in the war room. Shout out to everybody in the chat room, Facebook, Twitter, um, everybody in the group. Listen. Um, some people got through didn't we apologize But as you can see we're running out of time But make sure you check us out live right here next week You can always get us on demand um, We're going to talk next week about everything happening Down the, stretch, the NBA season The NCAA tournament And so draft preparations and everything else in The world of sports, baseball as well Because it's still a week So until then enjoy your weekend, enjoy the next week We'll see you right back here Catch everything we do All of our social media found Facebook, Twitter, Instagram Everything can be found at sports.com. Also, pick a copy of my book, Sports the Book. You can do that at sportsthebook.com or our hub, which is from sports.com. So until next time, everybody, don't accept mediocrity. Be steadfast in the war against ignorance. We'll see you on Sports Talk. www.warroomsports.com What? Ain't no more to it. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? 
they're also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino's home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.